say hello to the bad guy tax season here with AV about to do my ass tax segment. She's a um a a a a, a, a producer, a beat maker. For people that don't know, she makes beats. Yeah. She's dope. Yeah, yeah. She's a, we do a lot. We out here, man. What's audio up? engineer. Yeah. Um, a habitual twerker. You'll see her in the next issue. <laughs> you have not stunting. seen me twerk tax. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, if we can change that sometime in the mm. near future, that would be great. Yeah. You know? Can we change that, A.V.? I can't with you. <laughs> yes, you can. That's what I've been trying to tell you for the longest. Yes, yes you, you can. can. <laughs> Sounds like a campaign, me. huh? <laughs> yeah, you really can. <laughs> nah. But um, yeah, we're doing the Aztec segment, and she's here to help me. Yes, yes. So the first question comes from Eastliz80, and he asks, Why do black guys play music on their phone loud like they can't afford headphones? <laughs> Yo, fuck you, George Zimmerman face. <laughs> Don't be talking about black men with their motherfucking headphones. The reason that black people don't put headphones in they, their portable um, um, listening devices is because we want to share the joy with everybody that we're having from listening to the new motherfucking DS2. You understand what I'm saying? You motherfucking fuck the bitch in some Gucci flip-flops. You want the world to know. You dig what I'm saying? So that's why motherfuckers don't have headphones. The second one comes from Say It Ain't Ted. You have all of these young, beautiful ladies on the podcast. Have you smashed any? No names either. No. <laughs> I guess we established that early, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This comes from Wolf Juice Shop. How do you feel about Obama's visit to the federal penitentiary? I think that that was, I think that Obama should have been one. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I ain't going to put that on you, Obama, because I know you got a whole bunch of other shit to do in the world. But I think that was cool, you know, reaching out to the dudes in the federal penitentiary, especially the dudes that have been locked up for crimes that are no longer taken even that serious and they're locked up for most of their lives. Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel like that was cool for him starting through and checking the, um, checking the comrades behind the G-Wall. This comes from 88 Pesos, top five trash rappers of all time. Damn, yo. I got like two names for that list. <laughs> I got two, baby. Nah, let me see. Top five trashiest rappers of all times. Let's say Little Zane, um, JoJo Simmons. Um, Which he's having a baby, by the way. JoJo Simmons. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Um, who else was like the most terrible motherfuckers that you ever witnessed? I'm gonna say JT Money, but I love that track. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who? But um, who else? We can't put Troy Avenue because we already know he trash. Let me see. It gotta be one more. Fred the Godson. <laughs> that nigga's dirt. Nigga swear that little slick little metaphorical shit he be doing is hard. That shit is whack. <laughs> And he ain't got no ears. Like, <laughs> where's Fred the Godson is, beloved? Where are they? Yo, where are your ears? <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Aztacs. You can ask me anything at any moment, but make sure you hashtag Aztacs or I will not respond to it on the show. Make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe and motherfucking comment. And shit 
and rate the motherfucking podcast or niggas gonna try to get you shot any way we can. <laughs> Thank you. Tax season. Say hello to the bad guy. Tax season. We sitting here with Londell McMillan. Hey, hey, hey. How are you, sir? The OG. What's happening? What's happening? The legend in the game. Londell, a Brooklynite. Where Brooklyn. you where you from in, in Brooklyn, Londell? Best I Tompkins houses all my life, born and raised out of there. Tompkins, right up the street from Marcy, in between Marcy and Sumner. This is the um the CEO of the Source magazine, by the way. Um, um an educated black man, a college graduate, um, a lawyer. Um, you're a lot of things, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to I like to say that, you know, the ownership of the source is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, a community cat that has um, had a really a phenomenal ride as a lawyer, you know, representing some of the greatest talent in the world who they allowed me to service them and be a servant to them. And that's really where I, I felt I built most of what I've done, you know, representing, you know, people in the hood and the community all the way to people like Michael Jackson and Prince and Stevie Wonder and Kanye and Jay and Biggie and his estate and Kim and, you know, really, really putting it in, representing Lior, representing Russell, Spike Lee. So from a lawyer's perspective, lived a dream and had an opportunity to live that dream. And then I actually helped to represent the source. Mm -hmm. And when the guys who invested in the source put them out of business, they then tried to put all of us out of business and I threw them in bankruptcy and I took, took a piece of the company. And then now I'm the majority owner of the company. Oh, was that um, like Benzino and Dave Mays? No, nah, it was um, an investment company that had thrown Benzino and Dave Mays out the company mm. already, and Dave and Benzino fought them. They went to court. They lost against those cats. Mm. Then I threw them into a legal spiral, and then I came out victorious <laughs> when a lot of people were trying to get the company. Yeah. The icons wanted the company, and I just wanted to get my money back at first. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was I was good. I was just trying to get my bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just was trying to get my bread. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I ain't mad at you because I was gonna. I was gonna ask you like, yo, like the sauce like used to be like so legendary, and yeah. now that this digital spage, yeah, it like it lacks now in what hip hop was. Like the kids mm-hmm. don't run to the sauce anymore for hip hop. It's kind of more of like an older thing. Like niggas be like, yeah, I just check out the sauce, and I'd be like, yeah. yo, why the kids don't fuck with? the sauce like that i feel like the kids is not really connected Mm -hmm. with the sauce anymore because i think the kids are not connected to no one source whenever you have something like digital and technology you have what is called fragmentation of of content so there's no one source that's dominating anything really that they they go to as the source a lot of people don't read Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, you know, the literacy of what's going on in the community is is an all-time low. People are listening and watching rather than reading. And it used to be the source. Now it's a source, mm-hmm. but it's still the 
historical society of hip hop. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you say, you can't go back too far without having to go back to the historical society, the archives of the culture. And, and, and mention the source. And you not only mention the source, get your content and get your history from the source. And you look at the writers from the source all the way from, you know, like the mayor of New Jersey, Newark, was a writer of the source. Roz Baraka, his father was Amari Baraka, Leroy Jones, all the way to our writers like Dream Hampton mm -hmm. to Carlito, who's writing for the Empire. You know, Jonathan Schechter, who was a, one of the co-founders with Dave Mays, they started it out of Harvard University. These guys are, you know, guys and women are genius. The editor-in-chief now of Ebony Magazine, Karen, she's, all these people are from the source. I mean, yeah. Bones Malone. I mean, we can go on and on about the historical authors with the pen and the culture. But now it's a new game. It's digital. Mm -hmm. It's podcasts to you know, everything from social media, cats, mm -hmm. you know, Elliot even got started at the source. A lot of people got started in the source and, you know, they, they've done great, great work. But the source, like hip hop, has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. It's definitely had its fair share of ups and it's had its fair share of downs, but it continues to be here. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually privileged to be in a position to to try and redirect it and, and expand it. So we're excited because we're still not only here, we're thriving. People talk about digital like we don't have digital. We look at most digital. Our numbers are kind of way bigger than digital. You just go on, hit the digital links and see what the numbers say. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things also is about who was at the source at the time what exactly what exactly is the source right now mm -hmm. what is the source because it's not it's not what it was before you know because it was definitely you know i ran differently it definitely was uh it was i don't i don't know how to explain it was it was different it wasn't different content but shit has changed like you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. like i've gone to the source um, website i've scrolled through it i'm like i'm like right, i've seen shit but then i'll see shit and i'll be like oh what's this like where did this come from mm -hmm. what do they mean i'd be like i'd be sometimes i feel like and not only the sauce not to just say the sauce but magazines today and different publications that became like digital and shit from the vibe i, I feel like they just out of touch i feel like it's a lot of people that like knew the industry before mm -hmm. of there and they not finding the the young people that know that they know what is what's going for now you mm -hmm. know what i mean well the source today is is a multi-platform uh content uh communication delivery system around focused around hip-hop uh, most of our writers are very young writers cats that are young you know who are are uh like in college or just never went to college young people most of the people who write for the source are young people in their 20s mm -hmm. Uh, we don't have a lot of OGs there, you know, like that. Um, but that's that's the feel that that it gives because it feels when you when you look at it, it's like it's no real new like stuff to me. Like it 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 looks it looks dry to me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm like this is the 
you got to remember, you you open the sauce. That's that was a highlight of a day. That was a moment. Like mm-hmm. yo, the new sauce magazine. Like you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like you, the sauce is always gonna have that respect just off the name alone. So that's why, like, even when when I was speaking to y'all about something, I was like, I was like the sauce. Like hell yeah, I fuck with the sauce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The sauce is the sauce. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like yo, I I feel like maybe maybe the young people is there are not too familiar with lifestyle. Well, let me ask a question. And things of that. When nature. last time you when last time you actually got a copy and read it no i didn't have a copy you like, haven't when the last time you had a chance to really get i didn't a copy? even know y'all was still printing copies actually. see there we go so there you go so that's number one when the last time that you but i did like two years ago i was in jail i was actually subscribing to the source oh see then you know so, so we was covering <laughs> we was covering inmates so you asked what is the source the source is the source of what's hip hop and what people want to know and need to know about. So yeah. we talk about what people in the prison and in industrial prison complex mm-hmm. are focusing on. We talk about how you get your voting rights back. Yeah, I, where I've you read, can get I've, your. I've read that. Okay. In there. We talk about Actually. who's got power, what power means, not what's hot, but what's powerful, mm-hmm. not who you work for, but what power you got with regardless of who your boss is. Mm-hmm. We talk about how you can get money, real money. We talk about copyrights, how to file your and protect your work and your creative work. We talk about who's the unsigned hype for real around the country. We talk about what DJs around the country are bubbling, not not just who you work for, but when people get off the plane and they come in your city, do they come see you, one or two, or do you not get seen because you're number five or six in your market. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to teach and reach with the source, but at the same time, we don't hire a whole bunch of cats who's in the streets and in the club and doing a lot of talking and yapping. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know the people because we're investing and in trying to rebuild. So I think we're doing that. I think we're also trying to change the culture a little bit. You know, we're not, we don't do the nigga talk. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. That's not what I do. You no, know, that, I'm really that, from the that, street. That's that's cool. That's 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 great. That's what I what I do like about the sources that I've had flipped through the pages and I've seen you go to the section that says arts and I'm like, oh, all right, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and you yeah. stop there like, all right, some arts. Let me see what this is about. You know what I mean? So you see the different shit. But the point that I'm trying to make is that you know now that from the digital stage and shit changing right. so much. You know what I mean? Within within hip hop and the the fastness and how you get content, mm-hmm. it's like. If people can't relate, it's almost like the writer has to be a Diddy. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. everybody has to be a Diddy in their own form. Like you have to not just be the A and R, but be the person that people really want to, you know, go sign with or go read. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. And it seems like that's that's what it is, more or less. Also, like it just needs that personality. It and seems I like think it's lacking I think, some. I think that's a fair. I think that's a very fair assessment. And I think. You know, getting more personalities back is going to make a world of a difference because the truth of the matter is, if you just look at the analytics and you look at the numbers, the numbers are speaking to people are checking in. I mean, mm-hmm. they are doing, you know, three million uniques a month, you know, and more three mm-hmm. to five million, you know, 25 million impressions a month. You know, you are looking at if you go to Facebook, we had one point six, seven, something like that. Um, you're looking at the numbers, almost 500,000, uh, across different platforms, 2 million across social media. 
So when when people talk about other sites and they often are talking about personalities and you look at, okay, what do the numbers say? Mm-hmm. So I think what, what could skew that is getting back more personalities that are leaders in the space. But let me just say the difference, though, between now and then. Mm-hmm. Back when the source was the source, you know, hip-hop wasn't mainstream. Hip-hop wasn't mainstream. You had to go to the culture. You had to go back to the source of hip-hop. The integrity and the art of the culture was something that was unique and it was organic. But then it exploded. And now it's so mainstream Cats are getting big checks. Big personalities are even getting big checks or technology is letting cats do things themselves. And so they Mm -hmm. out doing things themselves. That doesn't mean that the institution that they own it because most of them don't or what they're running with is that big. Right. So when you look at the source, the source is the only major uh, institution that exists as media that still look like us, that's owned by us. You know what I mean? With the FUBU formula for us and by us. That's the only yeah. thing. A lot of everybody else is catching checks and they should get their checks. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've got personalities getting their money. And so we're happy for that. You know, mm-hmm. so it's going to take us to really boss up to bring back those kind of personalities. So I can say tax. The sauce come you working you working you working with the sauce again tax mm-hmm. gonna be like what's my bread like <laughs> so you're not coming back just on the on the brand name alone mm-hmm. we got a lot of work to do we got to continue to build out our digital we got to continue to build out our vents our source 360 we got to put a lot of you got to put a lot of beams in the building will the sauce awards be no more forever I think the Source Awards will come back, but check it out again. Hip-hop is now mainstream, so every major awards show has a Source Awards component. But every mainstream show you see, somebody's always talking about bring back the Source Awards. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a show almost now without people tweeting, you got to have back this, because it was something it authentic. It was organic. It was real. Like, motherfuckers was really there wanting to kill each other. Yeah, you oh, know my I mean? gosh. Oh, my <laughs> goodness it was it was real oh hip-hop goodness. man there was times i was up in the room when the source of was going on with the minister farrakhan and all kind of people sitting up there listening and watching and 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 you know you got to tip your hat to this is you know you got to tip your hat to 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 the former owners regarding that because they they did that they mm-hmm. came up with that concept not that it was like like brand new unique mm-hmm. but they did that you know they were visionaries in, in that regard and they did that and and they put that out there and it helped the culture. Um, but absolutely, we're going to bring it back. We got to figure it out, though, because a lot of people don't want to see hip hop owned the way that we're trying to make sure it's owned. Like we, we're just doing something different. The source is owned by the North Star Group now. And anybody know anything about the North Star Group, then you know what that means. Right. You do your do your homework. You know what that means. So. It's not it's not just random right now. You know, we we trying to empower everybody from, you know, the the hood to the prisons, to the colleges. And we trying to use the culture to do something that's a little bit different. So it's going to take time. So when you Mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm not seeing this and that and the other until we get that big bread to bring the personalities, we're going to just keep building. We're going to just keep building, building, building. Understandable understandable the sauce 360 explain that sauce 363 has 160 degrees of culture um focusing on seven pillars which is an evolution of the four elements of hip-hop art music film fashion sports technology um and dance 
all around the community. We trying to trying to show that, you know, a lot of times people only want to focus on the negative of hip hop. Hip hop has inspired a lot of people from 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 the greats um, to people who are just trying to figure it out and struggle. So we, we wanted to bring something back to the community and be in the community where people can come out and get knowledge because knowledge is power. People can come out and celebrate on the block to the block party. People can have concerts, some that are big. You may go to Barclays and see some might be smaller and you can pay a few dollars and see. We just wanted to, you know, take all of the Hollywood out of it again, because now, like I said, it's become so mainstream that it's become almost real Hollywood uh, amongst the big dogs uh, who show up every once in a while in the community and then, then, you know, you got a lot of people talking about it. So you got a lot of so-called, you know, influencers with a lot of conversation, but they're not really living the same life, the people they're talking about. Yeah. So so we want it to be like 360 degrees of culture. I like that. Yeah. I like I like that. And, I, and, I knew that already. I just was asking you a question. And, you know, I, I, stu- and I just seen the 360. Just, I was like, what the fuck does this mean? I was like, let me check this out. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, science is mathematics. Anybody yeah, that understands course. that, understand, mm-hmm. you know, you're Brooklyn, so you already yeah, know. Yeah, you already know. But, but, you know, they got Coachella, Bonnaroo, mm-hmm. South by Southwest. How come all of these places exist far from where the culture was most cre- either created or most influenced? And the ownership doesn't reflect the people of the culture. So... You know, I'm I'm all about hip hop as a interracial, multicultural phenomenon, but the multiculturalism should relate to the ownership and the wealth at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. So a lot of people is looking at Dame Dash like he was crazy when he was he was talking about a couple of months ago about ownership and business. Dame wasn't crazy at all. You know, some mm-hmm. some of the stuff Dame says is a bit crazy. But the man is Yo, a brilliant I, man. I knew he wasn't being crazy about none of that shit. He's at a, all. he's a he's a he's a very wise, smart man. He may go over the top a lot. I mean, yeah. he and I have had our have had our you know differences regarding that. Mm-hmm. But all in all, you got to respect you know his 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 insights, his vision, his knowledge. You know, same thing with some of the founders of the source. I mean, they may go over the top, you know, but they 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 have vision and and. You know, some of these cats have brilliance that, you know, if we could just harness that and we, we, we had a sense of where the lines were, we would do much better in the culture and hip hop. That's the difference mm-hmm. between hip hop, the the music format and and hip hop in sports. How was your relationship with um Dave Mays and Benzino? Um, I used to be their lawyer. I don't really communicate with them directly much. You know, I think it's it's a big personal thing. Um you know, I didn't take the source from them. I took it from the people who took it from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, that's the issue. <laughs> I don't know what the issue is, but I think, you know, I, I believe they think they could run it and do it better. But at the same time, we're moving forward. And our agenda is not really the same. Mm-hmm. The only thing that may be similar is that we we all love hip hop. But, you know, I'm coming from a different perspective. And I think my perspective is to give it to the people who have conscious and knowledge and understanding and let it do what it does. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to control it or direct it or, or use it as a weapon. You know, I'm, I've already, my career is, 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 is what it is. I've already made my mark. Like mm-hmm. 
you know, I represented Michael Jackson and mm. and Prince and Stevie Wonder. Who's done that? I like, wasn't working with Prince. He's he's the phenomenal. So was Michael phenomenal. Yeah, so he was Stevie. Michael, like right before he died, right? Well, uh, five years before he died. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, I represented his family. You know, so and um, you know, I represent the family of um, Malcolm X. You know, I represent a lot of people in the culture. You know, I'm a culture cat. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is culture. Hip hop is part of culture. How much? How much? How much do I gotta pay you to represent me? Depends what you need it for. I might even do it for free, depending on what it is. You I'm, never know. You I know, might, I might catch a body one day out there in the chicken spot late oh night. Who knows? You just never know. Oh my god! You just never know, brother. <laughs> I don't do criminal law because you, it's too close to my heart. You know, oh, I so you're a many. criminal heart. No meaning. <laughs> <laughs> no cats who cats who who commit criminal acts. Yeah. You know, hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I understand maybe why they did it. I just can't agree with it because you don't just you didn't just hurt somebody else, another family, and it's mm-hmm. it's painful. A lot of what goes on. I think if we had more opportunity and we had more ownership and we had more avenues to be creative and to be respected as men, we wouldn't do the things that we do. So that's why I'm into hip-hop, because I want to use the hip-hop as a way to encourage that growth. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 believe that, I believe that those in the culture are so magnificent, man. I believe we're magnificent, but we force to be in a situation of bullshit. So when you're in that situation... You're gonna be magnificently mm-hmm. doing what you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, when I went to certain schools growing up, if I went to a school that was more focused on academics, I would do really well in school and get high grades. When I went to some schools where what was going on was was less academic mm-hmm. and more, you know, about you know you know, getting physical or... Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did. Yeah. Me me the same. That's what it was. Like, if I was somewhere, like, I I went to high school, I went to aviation in Queens. Okay. It was cool. I was working. It was cool. But I guess, like, it was like... I always tell people the stories. It was a little bit of girls in the school... So everybody wanted to fight over the little bit over girl. the girl. You know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> you were fighting. Fight. It was whatever. I was in, I was never a punk, so I was like, all right, let's go. So once right. I ended up leaving that school and going to a school where it really was all action, that's all I was doing was all action. Like correct. Yeah. So I, I guess they say oh, you're a product of your environment, but yeah. so so I think if we if we had more opportunities, if we had more ownership, if we had more reach. To do what it is that we do, I think I think we would have a, a different way of life, you know, and 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 that's 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 really what I'm about, man. You in your thirties, right? Nah, man, I'll be fifty next year now. All right, that's cool. All right, I, yeah. that's that's better than yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's better than you. All right, I was because I would have felt bad about myself. Nah, no, <laughs> this motherfucker, thirty years old. <laughs> So it's cool, it's cool, that works out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, now you've you got, you got like 10, 20 years to catch you. All right, that's, that's cool, that's smooth, right? <laughs> nah, but um, like back to the Dame Dash discussion as far as power go, like I always told people I agree with everything he says like as far as that goes, but it's like he always throws a big lie in the mix 
and tries to cover it up with with some intellectual something. Like I'd be like, "Yo, chill, right, Dame, chill." <laughs> so it's, you know what I mean. So, but when you saying that, like, I wanted to have that discussion again with mm-hmm. people. Like, what? It's very true. You're supposed to own. You know what I mean. And that's the that's the goal. For, that should be everybody's goal to own. You know what I mean. It should never be anybody's goal to be an employee for too long. You know what I mean. I think you know what some people. That's their shit. They don't care to be a leader. They don't care to to be a boss. So you gotta have equity, man. You know, Prince and I we used to say, if you don't own your masters, your masters own you. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that 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 you mentioned about Dame, you know, he's he's always had the entrepreneurial spirit, and um, he, he's he's also very good with people um, in in business. At times, I've seen him. You know, I've seen him do his thing. I mean, again, he. He, you know, he, from what I've seen, he's, he's had his ups and downs as we all have. I've had my ups and downs. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. judging nobody else really. Um, but one of the things I see in hip hop is, is so many moments of brilliance and then some craziness, right? Like you said, just gets dropped in, mm-hmm. which <laughs> negates all of the brilliance. All the shit you know, like, saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Exactly. You know, it's like it's like they do that with Kanye, but Kanye's not gonna let you negate him. Yeah, yeah, at all. You know, because yep. he's just too soulful with, with, with what he's doing. He got too much passion. Too so much you, you pa- perseverance. Can't beat passion. passion, perseverance, and passion yeah. is gonna give you power. I, t- I, I told somebody that I was like, these two dudes are supposed to fight, and like this one dude is like, he's really a fighter. The other dude is not a fighter, but I was like, yo, he might lose because he got so much passion. <laughs> He's got so much passion. Kanye may be my biggest client mistake that I've ever made in my career. Because think, I, I, why yeah, do you say that? Because I let him go early because he was, he was a bit much, and I wish I had not. I wish I would have hung in there and focused on his work. I had so many clients at the time, I kind of delegated him to, to some of my other um, lawyers and team members, and I think I should have stayed on that uh, myself personally because I always had so much love for him. Uh, his mother brought him to me. He was mm-hmm. stuck in a bunch of contracts. Um, this is long before he signed with um, with uh, Rockefeller um, and Def Jam. And I remember he and I would be in my conference room and, and labels would come and they would listen to him and, and decide if they wanted to sign him. And a lot of them passed on him. A lot of people passed on Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, um, you know, G and a bunch of them who were, who were working with him as a producer at the time, we just kept pushing and believing in him. I got his contracts right. I got him freed up out of his contract. That's how I became very, very, I think, prominent as a lawyer. They, they started calling me the emancipator. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I get people out of their contracts, uh, study how to how to how to deal with and do that. Mm-hmm. And so we got Kanye out of the contracts that he was in. Um, his mom had brought him to me, like I said, and and then he was free to go ahead and make this deal with um, with Rockefeller. Um, but really, it was him putting his album out himself, you know, his record through the wire, and kind of forcing the hand. Mm. The record kind of blew up, and the rest was history. But all before that, right before that, we were in our conference room watching these labels come by and just pass people by. It's the other thing I wanted to say, you know, just going back through, you know, the years of being in the business. So many major superstars, whether it's Kanye all the way to Alicia Keys and Lauren Hill, you know, so many labels passed on a lot of people mm-hmm. and just missed it. They missed them all. Um, 
only to find out that these people were were, were great in in the artistry. Been gonna be around for twenty years. <laughs> like the classics, man, the, mm-hmm. the the greatest ones. You know, I've had the I had the fortune, the good fortune, to work with a with a number of them. So I'm blessed, man. I I don't take any credit for them. You know, in fact, I'm grateful that 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 I even had an opportunity to be in there in their lives. They could have mm-hmm. chose another lawyer. Yeah, but um. During during that time that I I was putting in that work, you know they they came to me and they they believed in me. I believed in them. I, I like to think we made history. We certainly increased the revenue that artists, um, black artists in particular, hip hop artists in particular, were making. You know I like to think that you know I help hip hop artists and black artists make rock and How roll. How was it money. working with Stevie? Stevie is like. Um, he may be one of the funniest men in the world, you know, with all of his humanitarian um, background. He still may be one of the funniest guys ever. He, I love that guy. He, he's he's like he's like a great great big brother. You know, like he's so funny. He likes to he likes to goof around. Um, so creative. Um, he likes to have a good time. It's like family with him, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's family um, with Stevie. He likes to talk on the phone a lot. You know, um, he likes to know how you're really doing. Yeah. You know, he's not industry at all. He's not industry at all. He wants to know, you know, how you're really doing. You know, um, what 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 your diet is like. You know, you know. You know, do you got a steady girlfriend or what's going on? <laughs> Stuff that you like, what is Stevie talking about? <laughs> you know, like my man Dougie Fresh, too. You know, he's another brother, man, who is just like real cats, man. Mm-hmm. They, they they really care about who you are, not what you are, who you are. Like, you know, in, in, in the humanity of who you are. And, that, and that's, 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 what, that's what I'm attracted to. That's That's what really gets me. So... I can ignore a lot of the industry talk mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm into what's what's really real. So how you get this name Tax Stone? I'm going to flip the script right now. My name my name was Tax because I used to rob people. Okay. How you robbed them? You robbed them with what? Well, I started off with the ice cream truck just mm-hmm. robbing kids I didn't like. I didn't really have to do it. It just was like I had to just do it out of disrespect. Mm-hmm. And where did you do this? Where'd you, you, you said you grew up in, in East New York. East New York? Yes. What part? Um, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I grew up um on Georgia, mm-hmm. in New Lots, Alabama, in New Lots, Star mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've had my years in London, like London, pink side, houses and all that. Yeah, pink houses. My like, grandmother live over there. I'm from East New York, man. Like, so I, why you didn't go to Jefferson High School? I didn't go to Jeff because <laughs> my mother didn't want me to go to Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think cause she went to Jeff, and all my uncles did too. Mm-hmm. But um. No, nah, I went to um aviation because I thought aviation was the biggest it had the the biggest population in New York City in high school. So I'm thinking, yo, this gotta have mad girls. It's the only reason I was going. I went and I had to think I had to rethink it. I said, damn, what girls wanna fix airplane engines? <laughs> it's no girls in the schools, nothing but Puerto Ricans. So <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? So that happened and then I got into what I got into. Ended up going to Canarsie. Canarsie. Tax. I that thought you was it. gonna say, man. I, I I went to aviation because I knew I was gonna fly. Nah, man. 
Oh, man. I didn't know I was going to fly. You didn't no. know you were going to fly. When I got there, I actually started getting a love for airplanes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I be into certain shit now. Like, I remember the um, Denzel movie came out, and he was like, the pilot and he was drunk and shit. Right. And he used the oxygen. My mm-hmm. my my teacher was a pilot and he used to tell us that's what they do every city. Mm-hmm. Get mad drunk and so they don't be drunk when they fly the plane, they take oxygen for like ten minutes and it mm-hmm. like literally clears you up. You're sober again. So when you were going through this, did did hip hop did hip hop like help be a soundtrack to your journey or was it just just music in the background? I was always like I was always with hip hop since I was like six years old at church. Like, I was always hip-hop. I was in a church van rapping Give Me the Loot. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 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 so do you follow any of, like, the Christian and, and inspirational hip-hop cast now? No. You familiar with any of them? No, I don't. You I don't even did. know Lecrae? No, I know who Lecrae is. Okay. I, I actually do. Okay. Yeah, I do know who Lecrae is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, I don't know the other, like, a lot of the other um cats, like, I didn't really, like, you know, I didn't get into it. My, my cousin is, like, real churchy mm-hmm. like and it's like i i love god too like i'm into it, but it's like to, on a whole nother level of her that she make she pushes me away from like certain stuff like she'd be like come here listen to this mm-hmm, listen mm-hmm. to this gospel i'm like no no mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. no because it's always got to be something about the bible or god it right. can never just be like yo did you see did you see um steve harvey did anything right, right, like it just right. always got to be some so i just be like I, she actually drew me away from shit. Shout out to Chisa. You did this. She did it to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So before I get up out of here, man, I, I I like your you know I like I like your conversation and your your your, your insights. And um, I'm trying to recruit you and and your listeners to to give us some insights and join the the you know the revolution and the change and and rebuilding back the source to mm-hmm. the being the ultimate source mm-hmm. because it's never going to be the source again because it's too many too many platforms too many people yeah <clears throat> but yeah, i wanted to more. be i wanted to be the home i wanted to be the home of everybody so we show love uh to everybody and and mm-hmm. feature everybody yeah. so give me some insights on some of the things you you think we should do and i i love Love for your audience to hit me on my Twitter at Londell McMillan and tell me some things we should do mm-hmm. because we don't have all the answers, but what we do have, we we got the legacy and we still here. Mm-hmm. So with that legacy and as the historical society of hip hop, give me some insights and things you think we should do because I'm gonna take some mental notes first, and we we gonna figure thing, it out. First thing, first thing y'all gotta do. Is start acknowledging podcasts on the on the on the power thirty. We here, we you here. Know? Oh, you want your own section? <laughs> I need my own section. Nah, but don't get mad when you're not flowers. number. Oh, the I want number flowers in oh, the back. Shit. I don't care what nobody is. Oh, that's what they nah, say now. Just, they start happy and know, then they start nah, cursing you out. I don't worry about shit like that. I just started. I just be happy to be even speak <laughs> spoken about. You know what I mean? I'm only six months in. That's a good idea. I, Apple gave me fucking top. 23 podcasts out of like 300,000. Oh, yeah? And I only been in it six months. So I like that. Was, I was happy enough with that. Like, all right, that's so you're cool. You're doing something right. Like, you know you're what I mean? Something right. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. All right, bro. So, so it, ain't, it ain't really nothing like that. But, so you know, acknowledge the podcast. I, you know, I had to check through. I had to check through the Power 30. I'm like, ain't no podcast here. Podcast so, 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 is it so, 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 now. What, so what do we call you? Podcasters? I guess. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I'm whatever you want to call me. 
I'm whatever you want to call me as long as it ain't disrespectful. I'll be, I'll be like, all right, cool. All right, 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 right. Somebody called me a breakfast sausage with, 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 with painted on waves the other day. I was like, all right, okay, cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean? <laughs> okay, so we're going to acknowledge the podcasters. Yeah, we need podcasters up there. But you know what it is is that everything is changing. Like, like right now, like, you know, I've been getting, like, different people that's, like, putting projects out. So they like, yo, Tax, I want to come on the podcast. And I'm like, yo, I'm trying to tell them, like, this is really not a, um, a media-run stop. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, but it's not. It's be more of a detailed um, conversation. It's like you go to the Breakfast Club. You go to Hot 97 these days. They don't talk about music. Mm-hmm. They don't. They talking about who you dating, what trouble you got in, shit like that. Right. They don't really get too detailed into the music that's not really what it's about so when i speak to people i like to get detailed into who they are and the who you know what i mean so people get familiarity with with, with that person you know what i mean right right so that's just basically what it is and you know with the sauce i just feel like y'all should be more personable because that's what these other people are doing that's not even as credible they're more personable so that's a they have point. that personality so if you had six seven personalities that was involved you know what i mean like the source men and work together so, you know what i mean so it we probably would be some you. crazy we shit. gonna recruit you i know the check i know the check has got to be involved the but, check got to be at least but, at least three million a week oh see <laughs> see there it goes man there it goes there it goes but you know we we, we gonna recruit you though we gonna recruit you you know what because I, I i think i can help you i think i think i think you i think you need me I think you need me, Tax Stone. I need a lawyer. No, you I need, need me. Lawyer. You don't need a lawyer. You need Mondell. I'm about Mondell. to get sued for smacking mad niggas. All right. So, oh, nah, my nah, God. Nah, don't nah. smack. Don't smack nobody, Tax Stone. The first legal. Nah. You <laughs> know, there's a lot of lawyers, man, but there's not yeah. a lot of cats that got vision and really got people's best interests. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, even though I was a lawyer, I could have been um, a manager or I could have been uh, a valet. I could have been an assistant. I still would have been successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I got people's best interests. So, yo, I need you and you need me. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. And I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming for you. So when people see you in, in, involved with the source, mm-hmm. they're going to know it was some real, some real <laughs> connection. That's official. Yes, sir. Yes, That's sir. Yes, sir. Official. Yo, for the record, oh. my man was drinking some nice cognac. Yeah, we got the Duce and water. <laughs> Duce and water, you know that's my mix now. Water and Duce, Duce and water. You know what I mean? Shout out to shout out to Bleak. You know what I mean? I I didn't drink anything. They didn't. Oh, oh yeah, this was I, this I did want to ask you this because this, this was like um I, people are saying print is dead, but you bought the sauce during the recession. Did you have like how hard was that like? I got the source right before the recession. It was extremely hard because um, <clears throat> it was not only a recession, but digital started popping and people started transitioning their dollars to to digital television and radio. Mm-hmm. Um, print is actually on a small resurgence, as, as, as you can see in Advertising Week. They're talking about that. Um, but again, you know, when when I when I took over the source, I took over really a brand, and like I said, the mm-hmm. the 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 brand of hip hop journalism. I didn't just see it as a print. Print was one of the vehicles. It was the most prominent vehicle, 
But the Source, it was always, always more than that. I mean, they always had Source hip hop hits. They had Source awards. They had Source uh, television shows. You know what I mean? Source Sound Lab. Those cats, man. Again, you know, shout out to them cats. Them cats were were, were visionaries. The Source was a brand that was far more than print. But I am a person that believe in literacy and reading and stories that last beyond 140 characters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, there's a value to that. So I think that it's not one thing or the other. The thing, the thing that I try to, you know, share with my, my, my beloveds is don't get caught up in the either or is this or that. It can be a combination. It's a diversified portfolio of media that allows you to grow. And I don't think we ever want to be in one box. So print, print should be and will be always a forum for people to get information. And so we took it and we're trying to build upon the brand. And I, and I agree with you. I think bringing more personalities in is, is the next chapter, but we had to bring them into something that was solid that they could respect. Because when I took it, um, they didn't have a digital footprint that was respectable. You know, whenever we would say something online and digital, they were like, the source is dead. You know, um, now those same sites and people who used to say things like that were like five times their size. Mm. So you can't say that now. So we still got a ton of work to do. I'm here humbled to say, like, there's a lot of work to do. And we've been doing work, but we strong. You look at our numbers, we strong. Yeah, but you know the only reason, like, you would say, like, just like you said, the sauce isn't as strong as it was is because back then there was no other source of information. There you go. There was no other source of information. It really wasn't. There so was. now it's 600 sources of information. And it's mainstream. It's ma the source got to compete with MTV. Mm -hmm. They got to compete with... BET now, I mean, I made the deal for the old source on BET. They lost the deal. BET said we'll keep our own source awards, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, their own BET hip-hop awards now. Mm -hmm. There was a time that BET wouldn't even even play with, with, with hip-hop heavily at the time. And so, now it's like BET hardly play videos, so it's like... Now it's a whole different game. Everything is changing. <laughs> BT Hip Hop Awards for what? Where's the hip hop? But you know, BT has done a lot of transitions, and shout out to BT. And you know, they're still here and doing well in, mm -hmm. in in some some regards. But even even you look at a BT right now, they got to compete Pete with um, Bravo, VH1. They got to compete with Fox, with Empire. Everything is changing. The fact that we even here All that is a victory. To be on BET. Hold on, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. It'll be thirty years soon that the source is here. People should be celebrating that fact. They want to focus on what is not. Let's focus on what it is. Mm -hmm. It's here. It's still here. You know how many magazines are coming gone? You know how many magazines never made a transition to a multi platform delivery system? You know how many publications don't have a history? When they said straight out of Compton, we went and looked at it, and we were like the only major magazine covering those cats straight out of the source. So we, if you look in this current Power 30 issue, mm -hmm. um, there's a story in there called Straight Out of the Source, uh, focusing on what happened with these cats telling the story from Eazy-E, Cube, Dre, to the whole group. In a very detailed way as it was going down. That's archives, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people focus on what is not like it's, you know, the 
the old romantic days. Let's focus on what it is. It's still here as a resource. Let's be happy about it. Mm. Let's celebrate. Indeed so. Yes, sir. The sauce is still here. The sauce, yo, when, you know, after Benzino gave himself them five mics, you know, I was like, this motherfucker, it's over for you, niggas. Did, I, he, did he ever do five? Because it, it, it keeps changing. Like Benzino gave himself five mics. Really? Yes. Was it five or four and a half it or something? It was five, man. Benzino okay. gave himself five mics, man. Okay, okay. You but that was how many years ago? That was a lot of years ago. Okay. But you got to remember, when you're so embedded in the culture, and this is the only source right. of information that you get from, right. and they tell you that Benzino's album is five mics, you say, holy shit, right. my mama might be lying. Okay. Well, you guess what I'm saying? <laughs> so, well, guess what? Like I said, this hip-hop, right? Uh-huh. You, got some, you got some ups and downs, right? And if you look at the top cats in hip-hop right now, the, the most powerful cats in hip-hop, Dre... Uh, Jay and Diddy, right? You look at these cats and, and even put in Floyd Mayweather, we put in a sports hip-hop cat, right? Mm-hmm. All of them have their, had their ups and downs, right? We don't focus on their downs. Mm-hmm. Why we only focus on the source downs? Oh, you know, that's... um. Uh, that's that's the world. Uh, we never we never gonna we never gonna speak about all the successes. We're always gonna notice the downs and we have to speak. That's just the world. Like it comes to the point now where I might where I walk into a room and as soon as I start speaking to females, if one knows I just start speaking about myself. Like, yeah, you know I got burnt before. Um right. I also um did this, you know what I mean? I had sex with that girl and she was dirty and she you know what I mean? I right. just start telling on myself because it's like, let me get this out the way. Yeah, but it's taxi, <laughs> right? But if, if every time you walked in the room, you know, people start saying, "Here comes the felon," you know, no, and, that's and, what they do yeah. now. And I, well, I, I, not, I start telling them, "That's not right." I'm a felon. That's not right. Let me tell. I'm a felon. <laughs> Let me just tell y'all now. Nah, nah. So I get it out nah, the way for you, you. But you were a felon. Yeah. You, you, you legitimate right now. Mm-hmm. So for all of the people listening in, feds, all of you, he is not <laughs> a felon now. I'm not okay? a felon, man. And I'm here to let you know because I'm looking. He's legitimate, <laughs> lawful, <laughs> law abiding. Law abiding. And I'm here to be a character witness for tax <laughs> he's, he's an attorney. And, and if you're not only an attorney, if you need congressional support, yeah. I got you. That's the fuck I need, right? <laughs> I got oh, you. Oh shit! You brought Kimosario back. Yeah, I brought her back. How was that working with her? Um, well, she's not here now, but I brought her back at a time when um, I thought it was the right timing. She wanted to come back. I thought she should come back. It was great, but then Kim wanted to do gossip game, and uh, I'm not with the gossip. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to pursue TV, and she's doing a great job now behind the scenes. And um, I think she's a I think she's a fine journalist. Um, and, uh, so, uh, I was happy during that moment. She, I think brought in a certain important leadership during the period of time she was there. I brought on some other people too. Um, and along the way, uh, a number of people have helped me to get us to where we are here because there was a time the source could have been snuffed out. You know, there were a little, there were a lot of people who, um, got us here and um, in the past six years since I've been around. So I want to give a shout-out to a lot of people. You know, I don't want to start name-dropping, but y'all know who you are, and thank you for, for allowing the source to even be still around because if it wasn't for, for them and the current crew, you know, shout-out to... I got my man Rocco in here, Carrie and Shabi and um, April and Evie. It's a whole f- 
family full of people, mm-hmm. you know, who work really hard. You know, it's a lot of people we helped in the business get started uh, who are doing positive things now. But even them, they sometimes throw shots. I don't know why the shots are just continuous. I know I can be controversial sometimes because I'm, I'm hard on people. Mm-hmm. And even even if we ain't paying you a lot of money. And by the way, let me let me address that, too. A lot of times people say, well, hey, they're not paying. When we start in this entertainment business, you guys, all of us, you know, Jay, Puff, all of us, Andre, Arell, Russell, we didn't get paid. You know what I mean? You had to earn your right to get paid. You had, If you're writing and you don't have no real skills yet or the business is not there yet, you just got to put in that work. You know, over time, you, you're going to get paid. But I don't feel apologetic about not being able to pay new writers all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a craft you have to build. When you build it and, it, and and no one is forcing you to do it. So if you want to go ahead and find something else to do, great. But if you want to actually have a platform to publish and then you build up your skills, then then that's great. It's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I wanted to address that because every once in a while I see a little smart comments on, are you paying the writers? We pay the writers when we can. And we, we're growing to pay more writers. Writers, some writers do get paid when we can. But I can guarantee you, check us in a couple of years. We're going to be in a much better situation. But if, in fact, you know, you come on board because it's an opportunity for what you want to do, you can either get with that opportunity or pass it by. Mm-hmm. Some people are smart and will take it. When I first started, I didn't get paid working in sports and entertainment. But I learned a lot. And then now, now it's a whole nother game. So, those who stick in there with us, they're going to be rewarded because that's just the type of cat that, that I am and what we do. So I wanted to address that, too. All right. I didn't even know about none of that shit. <laughs> Shout out to the writers. Y'all going to get paid one day. <laughs> that's right. One day and the ones that get paid now, y'all be grateful. And we gonna I always tell going. people, all you got to do is put the work in. Put the work in, yo. When you put that work in, man. We building. You gotta understand if you put the work in, you become valuable. So now you have to get paid. And invaluable, because if you don't, somebody else gonna take them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you'll you'll go get it you'll go get the money somewhere. Just just work on it. No, be clear, it's not like everybody's not getting paid. I'm just saying that there there mm-hmm. are some that, you know, we're not in a position. You know, and that's everywhere. Interns are everywhere. Interns are in M T V, interns are, are everywhere. But it's what you make of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities that I do all the time. I don't. I don't get compensated, but the value of being in that situation is important. Mm-hmm. So I just say things because it is what it is. I'm not afraid of doing any. There's nothing that I'm embarrassed about, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't do it. Whose decision was it to put um, Obama on the cover? Uh, it was a group decision. Inauguration. It was a group decision, but all covers. I have to approve the covers at the end of the day, but. Obviously, I was driving that that train because um, uh, the president, Barack Obama, and I are friends. Mm-hmm. And we were in school together. And um, as well as his wife and I, we all, he and I and, 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 and uh, the first lady, we know each other. And, I, you know, I was really very proud of that moment historically. Mm-hmm. And um, he wouldn't be what we would call a hip-hop head but he certainly has been influenced by hip hop culture, and I think the hip hop community did help him uh, for whatever it's worth uh, with his election. Indeed, indeed, so you agree with that, right? Hell, hell yeah, yeah. So we don't get credit for stuff like that. That's hell why yeah. we got Source Three Hundred and Sixty because we want to let them know. Hip hop can actually get whatever president they want 
in office as long as everybody is involved. You know what I mean? What about Kanye? Can we make it happen? Shit, I think we could. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. I think so. I think, you know what? Because I think he's so much of an asshole. It's almost like the Donald <laughs> Trump effect. And this is what made this is what made Kanye say that he could run. Because he seen Donald Trump do it. He, he wasn't, Kanye wouldn't have said that. He might have thought about it, but he wouldn't have really went and uh, He's serious now because he see Donald Trump. The thing is with Donald Trump is that we've never seen it. So mm -hmm. this is what makes people want to watch him. So when we hear what he say, he sounds like a real person. He doesn't sound like this tailored robot, this talking, this cookie cutter, presidential shit. You know what I mean? But let me ask you this. If, if, if I wasn't sitting here and it was Donald Trump, mm -hmm. what are the top two questions you would ask him? Yo, what the fuck do you ever be talking about, <laughs> Donald what the fuck do you ever talk about, ever? What are you talking about, man? Like, seriously. That's one. What's the second one? I'm pretty sure he's smart, but that's a dumb motherfucker. Like, that's the smartest dumb motherfucker in the world, Donald Trump. Like, what the yo. fuck, yo? All right, that's one. What's the second one? The, the second one would be like, yo, like, please, yo, take that piece off your head, man. Like... Can you please take that shit off your head? It's ridiculous. Michael, why, why you brought me down here, man? It's crazy, man. Nah, seriously, dude. Come on, Donald Trump. I'd be looking at that shit moving when he get mad. I'd be like, look at him. Look, he looks so dumb. But you know what I mean? But yeah, you know what I mean? That's the um, but I've I've I actually like watching him. I like watching him. Would you go on the show? Who? That show that if he if he had that show still, I know he got cancelled. Yeah, yeah, nah. would you go on that show? Nah, I ain't that broke. I'm broke, but I ain't that broke. Like <laughs> it's just certain shit I don't wanna be around, you know what I mean? Like I'm a I'm an energy dude, so it's like, I don't even wanna be here. I want that type of energy. I beat a Donald Trump beat done got me about ten years in jail. You understand? Cause he been and did some bullshit and I'ma mop his ass up and and probably get beat the fuck up by his bodyguards. <laughs> Shout out to Donald Trump. <laughs> so one more one more thing I want to ask you. We got 1010 coming up. You familiar with 1010? No, what's that? The October 10th uh, in Washington, D.C., 20th uh, year anniversary of the, of the Million oh, Man yeah, March. Oh, yeah, Million Man March. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You coming through? You gonna come yeah, out? I'm definitely there. I'm def I actually was just trying to find out, can I get a bus mm -hmm. so I could bring a whole bus full of dudes out So that you want to work on that? Let's work on that together. I'm, we'll, I'm with that. We'll yeah, figure definitely. that out. Because I'm definitely going down there and being supporter of that mission and that movement. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, let's stay in touch on that. I'm in there for that. Like, that's no joke right there. Like, 10-10. And it was, it was crazy because a girl tweeted me, I think, yesterday. and was like, yo, why you didn't talk about the Million Man March? And I was like, wow, you right. On my last show, you know what I mean? Because I was like, I, should, I was, when I just, like, the other day, just realized that I wasn't posting the flyers. I'm like, nah, you got to, <laughs> I got to know about this. It's, it actually seems like it's more or less spoken about today than it was back then in the digital age you mm -hmm. could get everything faster mm -hmm. i don't really feel like that much people are connected with it um now because i think this is more of a celebration um than a calling like that like it was back then mm -hmm. um i hope people do get get moving but there, there are some some groups on the ground we trying to get people out to be supportive so you know, uh, let, let's 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 try to organize some people. Go down there. No, I'm with that. And Definitely like like that. I said, man, if if you need anything, and you know, you look like you could do some irrational shit every once in a while. Call me first. Yeah. Just call me <laughs> first. <laughs> 
<laughs> Call me first. At, at times. Yeah, you, know, you know, let me let me talk no. you off the edge or make sure you got some some help and some support. Nah, all I need all I be needing nowadays, I just be like I, I smoke my well, I smoke my weed. You know what? I want to get into the weed industry because I was reading that there's no black people involved in the marijuana industry. And, you know, all the black people that was involved in the mar- marijuana industry are in jail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I said, listen, can I get in where the fuck I fit in? Wow. You know what I mean? I just realized I was talking to somebody from Black Enterprise like a couple weeks ago. And they were saying, I was like, what the fuck? How the fuck? We ain't got no part to this shit. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? So, well, like most things, you know, um, financing, distribution, um, and... Uh, just having an opportunity is is what what prevents us from using our creativity to to have wealth and ownership. Uh, I don't know much about that business, so you know I don't I don't I don't have much really to say other than you know whatever. Did you, you know? Is did real. you know Kareem Biggs Burke? Did I know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Ask him. He know about the weed industry. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people who knew about certain things, but I don't. <laughs> that's some funny shit <laughs> nah but yeah that's just one of the one of the things i want to get into too like i'm trying to break into all the industries where black people have no light at you know what i mean because once we do get in it's always right you know what i mean <laughs> like, well you know partnerships around the world is what i'm encouraging you know people to consider uh the world is a big place you know america has um has prevented ba- and created barriers that have prevented us from achieving greatness. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of places around the world, you know, whether it's um, in Europe and uh, Africa and the Middle East and the Far East, you know, just just start reaching out, man. It's easy to do it now with technology and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's like you snap your fingers and it's done, but, you know, the world world is a, a, is a bigger place and, I love to see I love to see people in the culture of hip hop use their ingenuity, innovation and creativity for business and creating ownership uh the way that they do for some of this other th- some of these other irrelevant issues that we seem to hear and hear over and over and that's what you hear and see in the source. Mm-hmm. You're going to see, you know, mainstream cultural music arts entertainment the things that everybody likes but you're going to see you're going to see some more nuggets you're going to hear some conversations like you and i having right now tax mm-hmm. you know we we're going to not talk so far over anybody's head but we're going we we're we trying to elevate we're trying to elevate mm-hmm. is there something wrong with that hell no there ain't nothing wrong well with you that. know when you when you go on a pen and you go on a pen right there's there's elements in a pen where you know you you can elevate you could choose it or not, right? Mm-hmm. We 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 that source, we that source. Like you know, we not preaching. We just putting it available. So mm-hmm. people ask, well, what do I go to the source for? You go to the source for, you know, both getting what's relevant, what's what's out there that you probably have already seen because there's so many sources. But you're gonna see other things that you don't normally see in hip hop mm-hmm. because that's something that we're gonna bring to you. We're gonna give you stories that are not just topical stories for the moment that you've already seen we're gonna go a little deeper and talk on subjects that maybe you can be like yo that's an interesting story or oh, i remember when that happened or that's cool yeah i want to i want to i want to rip this page out put it in my little wallet in case something happened i might be able to refer to this or i'm gonna send this to my cousin because he he was just talking about that we want to give you a little nuggets and in, 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 in a conversation that you can relate to 
So, you know, you might see some of the same stories you see on some of your normal favorite hip-hop blogs, but then you're going to see some of the stories that you would see maybe on Forbes or CNN in language that you would relate to and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, You showed me a um, picture with you and Combat Jack earlier. Y'all look like y'all was about seven in that picture. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just he just tweeted that today. I thought it was hilarious. What yeah. the the picture? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was a throwback throwback Thursday uh, photo when we were at college. Um, Combat Jack was like actually the first cat that I saw in uh, college. Reggie, Reggie, Combat Jack. Mm-hmm. He um, he was a year he was a year ahead of me, and um, I was coming to Cornell, and he was walking down the hill. And, um, you know, he had his bomber on and, uh, you know, I could tell this cat looked like he's not an Ivy League cat, you know, (laughs) he was was walking down like he was from from Brooklyn. And and I was like, oh, okay." he actually made me feel comfortable because I said, "Okay, wow, this may not be too bad going up here uh, in this in this cold white snow. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, we 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 became close then. And we that picture you saw was at a rally that I was speaking that I had uh, pulled him and others out to where we were fighting against um, apartheid. And at that time it was in the, in the early eighties. So we was protesting. So that was, that was him and I, and I brought him to the source too. Mm -hmm. You know, I brought him to the source um, before, before I brought Kim to the source, I brought him to the source and um, a couple of other people, who at the source and uh, he did a, he did a fine job for the period that he was there. And then, you know, he had to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he had to move on. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard combat Jack had to move on from the source. <laughs> you did what you heard. No, nah, I just heard, I already quit. Like he just walked out one day. Is that what you heard? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's always two sides to every story. So, oh. so, you know, there's always going to be another side to the story. <laughs> So no, what's your side? Nobody can just walk up and just quit. You know, usually there's 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 things that are happening. Oh. You know, but one thing is like people who work with me, they may say they may say things and I see interesting things being said, but I I see that relationship as a as a as a as a very private relationship. Like mm-hmm. like I don't never I don't never kiss and tell. I don't never like hire or fire and tell. You know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't never, you know, or get quit on and tell. Like people tell their story now. If it goes too far, then I might call them up and say something. And sometimes I, I, I hear and read and see interesting stories that tell a narrative. A lot of people have their own brands, and so they make narratives fit a brand. Doesn't necessarily mean it's what's really happened. Mm-hmm. But you know, all in all, I don't have any 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 ill will against any of these brothers and sisters. Man, God bless them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's that's what it is. Well, that's cool, right? That's cool. So, who would you say out of all the people that you represented was the most like you feel like made you the most money? Wow. Um, I think Prince and I, we in terms of monetary, the 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 things that we achieved um, is 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 historical. I mean, we we put on the map, you know, owning your own masters. We put on the map um, being independent. We were the first to go on the internet to sell your music. That was a major, major coup. We were the first to go to the buildings and rent out the buildings and do our own shows, just he and I. Um, we were the first to do 
uh, a lot of lot of things that generated a lot of commentary where you sell your your tickets to a show and then I was able to get SoundScan to count it as as a sale so we were able to go number 1 um with albums with tours uh be independent own it own your masters be free um there, there's just such a history you know we we shared that model with Slim and Baby um in terms of you know the business side of things mm-hmm. um there there's just just a an enormous history about that that a lot of people may or may not know but if you just do a little bit of research and, and put that in you'll you'll see what we did you know prince was like the first major free agent um in in the music game typically they sign you to these long-term contracts and options and then when you almost come close to the end of your option back in the day they renew you and and they pay you a lot of money so you stay with the company but I was able to get him free and so he called me the emancipator and we were partners and we created a model of of freedom and ownership and mm-hmm. equity and and it's been the same same model and you know this is not a black or white thing we had a lot of white uh allies that were very supportive of of what we were doing and some weren't um but people are not used to um people from the culture who look like us uh being free men you know they could make we could be wealthy men but not free men yeah and um you know i'm here to try to share and, and it's painful it's painful it's painful painful bro you know we could have partners and we can have allies but sometimes why can't we be free to own and to build equity so that our children can come into a wealth mm-hmm. and their children's children why can't you share the wealth Whatever happened to that? You know, we're not going to hurt nobody. <laughs> we got to take the wealth. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's, it's it's not like we can only make hits. Why can't we build institutions together? Like, why can't we be co-owners? Owners. Why we have to always be under the thumb and making people dance and entertained? Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> people say what they want to say. The question is, do you own it? What is it worth? Do you call it shots? What's your power? That's it. Mm, I like that. Power 30 is on the newsstands now. (laughs) (laughs) Did he practice that shit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. He just hit me with the punch at Power 30. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) Let me also say this. One of one of the other things that's going on, and 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 you gotta just you gotta tip your hat to to the other people in the space. You know, when you talk about why is the source not the source, it's a lot of cats out here that's creative, that got their own blogs and their own um, podcasts and their own media. These cats are doing great work. You know, they they out here. They 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 they're, they're competitive, so it's it's competition. So. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you got to shout out those cats, too. You know, it's not like back in the day there was no competition. Everybody had to go to the source. Mm -hmm. They weren't thinking about doing their own thing. So now you got great creative minds and people who know the culture out here, you know, um, creating their own form of uh, media. Mm -hmm. So they're their own source. There is a lot of sources, man. So shout out to every source that has something to say that people want to hear and 
we salute you at the source. That's what's up. That's <laughs> true. That's what's up. That's tax season here with Londell McMillan. Thanks for having me. Owner of the source. Let's go. Tax code. Yes, motherfucker, tax code. Russia has broke the tax code, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I grew up around Russians in Brooklyn, and your arms have been stinking for mad years. But besides that, we're going to leave that alone. Putin, you going to motherfucking go up into Syria. You bomb a whole bunch of areas that have nothing to do with ISIS, but tell us you're trying to attack ISIS. So who the fuck were you bombing, motherfucker? What were you doing? Me, personally, I don't trust Russia. Nobody should trust Russia. They keep hacking us. They doing great things for the scammers out there. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to all the niggas with the iPads. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the niggas with the gift cards. We appreciate you niggas wholeheartedly. But Putin, all this other bullshit you doing, just dropping bombs anywhere you fucking want, you got to fucking chill out, man. Russia broke the fucking tax code. And Obama, if you, you got my fucking vote to go fade these motherfuckers before you get out of term. Because you faded everybody else, and I believe you could take Putin out too. Take that motherfucker out, man. Because guess what all your white predecessors all the presidents before you the motherfuckers were scared of that motherfucker and i think you should fade this nigga so get this motherfucker putin the fuck out the box russia done broke the fucking tax code they out here fucking playing and we don't really know what's going on and we acting like we do believe me y'all it's lit if i'm telling you it's lit believe me i know it's lit we going to war with russia y'all russia broke the tax code this episode of tax season featuring tax stone it's produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by Chris Morrow, and engineered by none other than Samir Karam.